he can do a spot on imitation of you. Oh, really? Uh, really? Uh, I, I can I can do your opening. Oh, your, okay. Your uh, your introduction. Oh, the what's up guys? Yeah, the what's yeah, okay. up guys. I can do that. So yeah. do, you, do right. you think you can bust it out for us? Yeah, I'm a little afraid of topping out the mic here, but I want to give yeah. it a shot. Okay. Because I have to do it loud. Okay. 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 Gus has got, got, got the I got, got, the, I got the level over here. All right, right in the level. All right, go for it. What's up, guys? This is Jack and Jeff from AchievementHunter.com. <laughs> you got the what's up, guys, so perfectly. That's he awesome. He did it the other day. I just wanted to bring Ryan in and have him do that and let you know, Jack, uh-huh. you are fucking replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that comes down to. Your little your little uh, opening is now... It's, that's it? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not unique anymore. You've been so. marginalized. It's no longer a trademark? All right. Yeah, yeah, that might be some kind of infringement. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, I don't know if you can work in the office anymore. We have to, <laughs> we have, to have you go on road again. I'm sorry. Well, hey, it. you already made me sit in the other office. That's true. You, you're already satellite from us. So. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Ryan sits in the cool office with me and Adam. That's Dude, right. so I don't know how this happens. So Jeff and I have shared an office ever since we've been in ever since we've been in this building. Everyone else kind of had their own office, and now we have Michael in there too. Gus now has two people in his office with him. There, there's like 20 people upstairs in the pit. Somehow Monty has like tripled in space, the amount of space that guy has. He bought this ridiculous monitor arm <laughs> and has like four monitors on it. I had to put an extra video card in his computer so that he could have four monitors he can, running. He on can his run the Death the Star time. from his desk. It's it's insane. It's like, the coolest thing ever. He really is. Monty Monty's really desk jealous. area now is a good half of our building. How did, how did he manage that? When <laughs> I, I should also add, he's got that ridiculous monitor arm with four monitors, and then he's got two additional monitors and a TV as, as well right there. You yeah. people complain a lot. Look, I share my office with that enormous printer over there. Oh, you boo-hoo. You don't hear either of us complain. You do over the conference which, room. Which one do you use the big spoon? <laughs> <laughs> that thing gets warm, dude. Don't knock it. You run enough pages through that thing to the color mode, that thing will get a little hot. You get some of that laser dust when you're, when you're trying to sleep? Uh, you know, I worry about the laser dust. You yeah. know what he's talking about? Yeah, we, we, we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about this like on podcast two, I think, or three. Probably so. That, yeah, and that's because we, we read that. I don't know if you remember this. We read that article, and that's back when you and I sat next to each other, and the the printer was right between us. Yeah. And then, like, we both read it at the same time, looked at each other, and the printer started printing at that instant. <laughs> and for the first time ever, I saw the particulate that that article was talking about coming out of the printer. It looks like uh, like that fake steam, you know. It looks like phony steam, like yeah. a movie, but it's black. Ever since I heard that, I, I, I sit next to the printer upstairs. Ever ever since I heard that, I, I hold my breath. When it prints, because that works. I don't. I don't, I don't think it matter. works either. But it's I'm getting afraid. in your nose. No, regardless. don't tell me that. You're <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Carrie like working at the coal mines in the 1800s. Because <laughs> he'd been like, <gasps> chip, 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 chip. <laughs> Run back to the elevator. <laughs> and then he's fine. As long as I'm holding my breath when I'm actually chipping away at the coal dust, then it's totally fine. This sounds totally like it worked. I, I gotta say, you look so young too. You look like one of those kids that. Could have been in one of those photos with the black faces and the you know with the sweater on the eyes. All right, Gus, you're in the room, but so Bernie just offered Carrie to go to Vegas. Hold on a second. Before we start this conversation, let's let Ryan go back to work. Ryan, thank Ryan, you for joining yeah, thank us. You, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. It was also very appropriate that you guys were talking about Star Wars because he looks like someone from Star Wars. Kind He's of. dressed today. I, I would have said Firefly. Yeah, I see a brown. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I get yeah, that. Well, isn't Firefly really just based on Han Solo? You look very Han okay. Solo today, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, need, you, you need dual blasters. All right, so before you, before or you left the room for a second, but anyway, Bernie offered Carrie go to this event in Las Vegas next month. If I can get a ticket. If you can get a ticket. Okay. Okay. So here's my thing. Carrie's only 20 years old. And going to Vegas before you're 21 is like basically like like a, like a hot chick kicking you in the nuts. <laughs> you know, okay. it's, like, it's like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, God, that sucks. Because you can't do shit in Vegas unless you're 21. The, oh, wow, that's amazing because the girl's hot. Sure. I want to make sure I'm understanding the so, analogy. So, yes, yes, because the girl's hot. If you're under 21 and you go to Vegas, like I'm thinking about, I never, re, I never thought about this before. Are the, 
Are the buildings are the, the hot girl? Who's the hot girl? Are the elevators like in the opposite direction as the casino? Can you even get to the hotel portion? Stop talking the about casino? the elevators. Who's the hot girl? <laughs> Who's the hot girl that's kicking carrying the she, She's on live food girls. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Callback reference. No, you can you get like. So, from what I understand, you're not even supposed to walk through the casino. Right. No, you can't. I mean, there. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to because it's not like you. I mean, pretty much they've set up set up now where you have to go through the actual casino floor to get anywhere in any of those places. But uh, you're not supposed to hang out. Like you're not supposed to like hang around and stuff. But you see like parents walking with kids and stuff. So essentially, Bernie would have to be Carrie's parents in Las Vegas and hold his hand whenever they go somewhere. Thanks, so, There you go. Yeah. I got to so anyway, the printer with somebody. Carrie, I think. That, I think Carrie will be my mobile printer. I think that that's mean to invite someone to Vegas. Look, I just got 21. a 3ds. I have Ocarina of Time. I'll just sit in the hotel room and I'll play. So, Jack, tell me what you could do. That. You could do that. You could do that. Why would you waste money? Ah. Okay. Anyway, I'm just pissed off. That I'm not going to Vegas. I, I was gonna say, what's meaner to ask a guy who's under 21 to go to Vegas or to ask him in front of somebody who's not going? Yeah. So I apologize, Dick. I, I th- do you know why I asked Kerry to go to Vegas? No. Because his the show that Kerry works on was nominated. Yeah. What's up? Kerry's Kerry is like. Kerry is like our Swiss army knife for production, but he does a ton of stuff so, on Red vs. Blue. A ton of stuff. So what would be Kerry's toothpick that you lose? <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, his, his 3DS stylus. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, people in Switzerland, if that really is the official knife of the Swiss army, they have small fucking fingers. They do. I love how they, they play that joke on you. Here's the knife that's impossible to pull out, and they put like that little divot where your mm-hmm. fingernail's supposed to go. Fuck that divot, dude. I have bent so many fingernails <laughs> yeah. back on that thing. Just get a switchblade, Swiss Army. Get with the times. Push a button for Christ's sake. Yeah, we've got fat American fingernails. Yeah, we need giant grooves to, to dig our, <laughs> our nails into. I didn't think about fat. I just <laughs> you said it didn't fit. I have man hands. I have I have a, a working man's hands. Type type type. type. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to print something. <gasps> <laughs> so anyway, Las Vegas. You guys going in a few weeks? And I hate you for I'm it. I'm going twice in January. I, once again, I, I I don't know how I did it. I now have another month of almost nonstop travel. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. So, you. Um, Bernie Burns, twice to Vegas. Center. Twice to Vegas. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Vegas twice. Once over New Year's, too. Oh. See, now, that's the thing, is that Faith is like, she set up a meeting January 2nd in Vegas. Yeah. Now, how do you go to Vegas January 2nd and not go for New Year's? How do you do that? You leave on the 2nd, the morning of the 2nd, or the or the afternoon of the 1st? See, I had I should have had you there when I was booking tickets, because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, we're going the 2nd, so I have to go the 31st. It's, it's included. It ha- you have to. Uh, have you ever been Have you ever been to like a big city at New Year's? Anybody in the room? A big city. Well, I mean, like... like yeah, we had to deliver a load of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> big city. <laughs> Well, like you know what I'm talking about, like you know New York or like you know so, somewhere that celebrates celebrates it upright. For New I Year's. went to Vegas for why? No, I, I only celebrate New Year's horizontally. I don't celebrate it upright. <laughs> That's right, because you live in a small city where it's like you don't want to get too excited. So you live in your little small town life with your small town New Year's <laughs> at the turnip farm. <laughs> exactly. Turnip farm. So you went to Vegas uh, for New Year's Eve. Well, here was my logic back in 1999. There yes. was a the theory that the world was going to end. And well, the power s- was going to shut down. It might say your, no. your parents may have told you about this when you were younger. <laughs> oh, I was very scared of it. Oh, how, how how old were you in two thousand? Um, what year were you born? Ninety one. Wow. Oh. You were nine. Yeah, I'm really great at math. I'm so good at it. So I'm terrible. Good. So this will balance. So I was. So I I thought if I'm going to be anywhere where the world is going to end, especially end via power outage, and come on, Vegas, the debauchery capital of the planet. Because those lights all go out. 
on the strip, and you know people just go crazy. They just, <laughs> yeah, trash cans and let them on fire, all that stuff. But of course, nothing happened. You yeah, know? you know, it, even if the rest of the world had gone to shit, the one place that wouldn't have failed at Y two K would have been Vegas. You think <laughs> so? Yeah, I bet more than any other place, they're invested. To make sure that shit keeps working. So where does Vegas get its power? Do they get it from the Hoover Dam? I yeah, believe I think so. so yeah. yeah. You know, there's parts of this country that are major hydroelectric. So if something really goes seriously wrong, be in Las Vegas. And the other place I read about is upstate New York, like uh, the Niagara Falls, Buffalo, Rochester area, hmm. which is where I'm from originally. That if they'll never not have power because Niagara Falls is always going to exist, mm-hmm. right? Always. <laughs> in theory, I saw a photo of it where it froze. One year. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, I've, I've seen a photo out. where like there was no water running over it. Uh, that may have been the same. I don't know. If I think the they photo. do that occasionally. They like shut off what the falls. They do that? They, they, yeah, they can they can divert water. No, they can't. I believe so. Yeah, I've, I've seen like a black and white photo where there's no water going over the falls. It's trippy, dude. Have you been to, speaking of no water? Have you been to Lake Travis anytime recently? Yeah, it's creepy, man. I oh, you mean you mean Puddle Travis, dude? Like, so my parents live out there. I went out there for for Christmas, and uh, it, it was shocking. I've never seen a lake that low. I mean, it's like there's just like the the marina we used to go to when I was a kid is just like it's dry. There's no no water at Where all. Where are the boats? Um, they, well, they keep moving them like out further and further into the lake. Right. So, big so like the boats on the other side touch them. Yeah. And then what much. do they do? Yeah. That's um, insane. We yeah. have a lake. It's not really a lake here in Austin. We call it Lake Travis. Um, no, Lake Travis is a lake. No, it's not. What? It's a river that's dammed. Yeah, it's dammed. All, all the lakes in this area are just rivers that are dammed. Okay. It's the Colorado River. So I thought that was Lady Bird Lake. Oh. Well, it's something. That's but like I'm pretty sure Lake Travis is also a dammed river. Oh, well, shit. Well, I mean, they're all, they're all dammed, though. Here it's we all... go to Wikipedia. No, but it's a man-made lake. Otherwise, it would just been a river that ran through there. Okay. But, it, but it, a man-made lake is still a lake. And the Venn diagram of lakes... <laughs> It is. A Venn diagram. What's on the other side? Oh, yeah. Lake and not lake? Yeah, sure. What's in the middle in the intersection between lake and not lake? You, know, you chose Venn diagram. What's in the middle here? No, no. I'm saying it falls It falls entirely within lake. Like if you have, if you have lake, right, man-made saying, lake is In this Venn diagram, in- what's in the middle? You guys are getting an argument about Venn diagram. Man-made lake bathtub. is in the middle. You Bath- said that's the other side. Bathtub would be the what? middle thing no. for sure. Because bathtub would have to have the qualities of everything. No. It's man-made. It's a body of water. And I guess the other side of it would be warm. And the intersection of those three things is a bathtub. Okay. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I can make it in my head. So, All right. not man-made, but hot. That's a hot spring. You know, someone's going to make this diagram now. <laughs> like in, in the comments, someone's going to work this thing out. We're building a t-shirt. As we go. <laughs> you, are, you are correct, by the way. Lake Travis is on the Colorado River. Okay. You are. Yeah. A, you, you should be ashamed. What? You you are, not, what? I, didn't argue, I didn't argue that. It's LCRA. It's Lower Colorado River. Generation Colorado River Authority. You come in here every day talking about how long you've lived in Austin. Six generations of your family. Five. You five generations of your family. <laughs> didn't know the Lake yeah. Travis. Well, the lake did not exist before 1942. Okay. So it was either man made or it was avoiding the war. And it showed up, <laughs> <laughs> it showed up here. 4F. So <laughs> the contribution at home was to supply water. <laughs> Lake Travis is a displaced Jew who left Poland <laughs> fleeing Hitler. That's what I build that Venn diagram. That's what Lake Travis is. But Lake Travis is cool because there are parts we in Austin you can uh, take part in lots of different cultures, like whatever kind of life you want to live. You go to the clubs every night. You can have a really horrible 
lame dorky lifestyle like we have <laughs> here yeah. playing 3ds at home but i have whole friends uh, whole groups of friends that all they do is they wait for summer and they go to the lake every goddamn I, I, weekend i don't understand that i don't understand that boating culture have yeah. you ever been on a boat and gone out in the lake ever yes. oh you have yes have you ever been to like devil's cove i was gonna say have you been to devil's cove i have not i have not either and i, I live right there i think they have filmed now two girls gone wild there probably at least one was filmed at devil's cove hmm. you can have a lot of fun going to devil's cove <laughs> You can have this much money. Well, what, what's, the, what's the age like where you just can't go there anymore? Where it's like, okay, you're that old creepy dude who well, shows Well, Carrie up. can go because he's not, you know, be like, oh, yeah, be the yeah. hot girl to kick be, him in the balls. Carrie be like the DD, you know. Just hold your breath, Carrie. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Uh, I don't know. Well, see, it's it's a couple of different things because you can be old enough to afford a really cool boat. That's true. And that's kind of ageless at that point. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. M- money buys your age right there. There's something about people when they get close to water, they go crazy. I don't yeah. know what it is. They just kind of lose it a little bit. I guess the feeling is like we're on the water, so it's like that thing where you can go out in a boat far enough and you can gamble, like mm-hmm. nothing applies. Same thing happens to people culturally. <laughs> Have I ever told you about the crazy boat I got on one time? Oh, no. I'm just going to let you talk. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say people's names, but you can infer who I was with. Okay. Well, we were uh, we were out drinking one night, and uh, we are at some, at some bar, and uh, this guy we know turns to me and goes, Hey, you want to go on a boat? I was like, It's like midnight. He goes, come on, I know this cool party going on on the boat. I was like, okay. I was a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we drive out, because uh, there's kind of a, a river that runs through. Drive out to the river, and there's like this. It's almost like a two-story paddle boat. Like, giant, giant boat. A paddle boat? <laughs> yeah, it's like docked on the, uh, on the side of the river. And uh, we walk up, and he's like, I know the guy who owns this boat. And we walk in, and the boat is filled with stripper poles. Yeah. And there are naked women at every one of them. And I was like, where the fuck have you brought me? <laughs> and he goes, um, the guy who owns this boat uh, owns a couple of strip clubs here in town. And uh, this is just like his party boat. And it How was, does one purchase a paddle boat? How does one buy I, that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the strippers give him the connection. Wow. Okay. So we're like walking around drinking and there's these naked women everywhere. And after about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, uh, our friend turns to me and goes, what was that? And I was like, what? He goes, we got to go. I was like, what? He goes, we got to go. We got to go. go. Put your drink down. Let's go right now. He's like, and I was like, what's going on? He goes, the boat just moved. He's going home. We have to leave or, or otherwise we're going to end up at home with him. Oh, I, was like, I was like, what? Okay. So we like start running off the paddle boat and sure enough, the paddle boat's been like unmoored from the dock and we're like running and having to like, we had to jump off of the boat to make it back to the, to the dock in time. He's like, man, we would have been way the fuck down river if we had stayed on that boat. So he was leaving to take you guys, this guy, this guy who has enough money to buy a paddle boat and fill it with <laughs> naked women. He was going to take you home? Yeah, I guess he, maybe he forgot we were on the boat, or he was just drunk, and that was it. Like, he was done for the night, so he was going home, and everyone that was on the boat was going home with him. Including all the strippers? Yeah. I'm just imagining nice. a really rich dude dressed as Mark Twain, drunk as shit, about to drive a boat home. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining when you say so, that. that. That was, like, it, it was really an unusual experience, and I'm sorry that it only lasted, like, 15 minutes before the dude decided to go home. Oh, that's it? That's all you were there? Yeah, we weren't there very long at all. Well, now I feel compelled, because I know who you're talking about. I, I feel compelled to tell a story about that same guy anonymously. Um, this I, I was don't know which one we're talking about. This guy who took uh, Gus to the uh, boat full of, you know, paddle boats full of uh, strippers. He one time told me a story about he was driving. He has a lot of money himself. And he I think had talking about a that. very nice BMW. And he went out. It's not Joel, night. by the way. No, it's not Joel. <laughs> Although it's going to sound like Joel because he wrecks the BMW. <laughs> <during the> story. <laughs> so he was out partying one night. And he's telling me the story the next day. And he lived in a gated community, and the gate was closing as he was approaching oh, it. God. And so he thought, I'm going to make this. 
<laughs> gunned it. Didn't even make the opening. Rammed into the <laughs> rammed into the side like the big stone construction of like welcome to you know Shady Oaks or whatever the fuck it was. Rammed into that. Destroyed his BMW. Destroyed the gate. All that stuff. I go. What did you do? Did you is the homeowner association going to make you pay for the gate? He goes. Uh, I had a plan. I goes. I don't think they're going to know it's me. I said. Well, what'd you do? He goes. I just abandoned my car. <laughs> And I said, you abandoned your car? Yeah, you just left it there. I go, well, it's got your plates and all this stuff. No, I took the plates and I scratched off the VIN number. Wow. <laughs> How drunk were you that you thought, it was, <laughs> you thought this was a good plan? That he, like, opened up his door and, like, scratched the VIN number off the inside. I guess he's, like, want to be mobster. He's, like, cutting off somebody's fingerprints or something like that. Yeah, he lived pretty close to the gate, too, so it wasn't, like, a far run for him to... <laughs> To leave, like, yeah, because I've been there. I've seen the gate and I've seen his house, and it's, he's really close to it. Yeah, but, he put the he put the BMW in a in a plastic barrel and filled it with hydrofluoric acid. <laughs> Man, I've been watching way too much Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that's someone's been watching just, Breaking Bad. Just throw into it, don't throw it into a bathtub. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter either how repetitive Breaking Bad gets. I I I I'm always like interested. Like when they get out that barrel and they get out the acid, and you're like, oh, well, that's gonna be so gross. You have to keep in mind that was a throwback to like you know season one type stuff. So like if you watch it in order. You're talking about you're talking about this this most recent season, like they they bring out a plastic barrel and it's like oh a couple you, times you know what that is, yeah. but you know yeah, if, you, if you, you watch pretty much all of them back to like how how long was your span from start to finish when you started watching the show? I'm gonna say about a month. Yeah, and see, it was a good month. See, that, that's, now you're talking four years for me on that. Yeah, one. so oof. well, yeah. it's like two. It's like the stuff with the ricin poison. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I, man, I spent four seasons of that show just going, somebody take the fucking ricin. I want somebody to die from being poisoned by ricin. They drew that out forever, dude. Yeah. That is a uh, that is a really great show. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you guys were right. We've been harping on it for the years four, The fourth season was tremendous, and it, I'm glad that it won our Drunk Tank Award it's, for Best Show of the, the Year. The thing about the fourth season, and you watch, you know, you watch it all very in a very condensed manner, which uh, which would be awesome. I wish I could have done that. Is it starts out as such a fucking train wreck, and mm. like I know when you start that season, you have no idea how it's going to end because things are already just so fucked up, and yeah. uh, they, they, it's really a great journey. But there's there's such like some great dark comedy in there too, like uh like Gail, right? The the yeah, Gail lab Bedeker. assistant and like the video they find of him, and it's like. Like this, this weird shit where it just kind of pops up. I'm doing my you, best to be vague and not. You, not you can go anything. to the AMC website and watch that entire watch the music entire video. video. That poor dude. It, who is that guy? He's been in a bunch. Of, he's been like a B character in a bunch of shows. He was on The Office for an episode where he played like a an accountant or something like that. And yeah, I've seen him pop up in a few different things. But uh, god damn, this season was so good. Mm-hmm. IMDb just recently put out some kind of list, which is essentially their that guy list, which uh-huh. is all the character actors that you recognize, but you don't know their names. So IMDb compiled like a top 100 list of those people. Is Steven Tobolowski one of the top guys? <laughs> yes, he is on there. Yeah. He is on there. I think we talked about this just recently. Yeah, we, we yeah. talked about Tobolowski yeah. Yeah, specifically. People who, who have a career for being known. And um, yeah, there was another guy like that recently in a movie I saw. Um, uh, he's the, the guy in Major League. Who was the one who like spits? And, Corbin Burnson? No, no, no. He was like, he's that weird, really Probably rednecky should. looking dude. Who um, he looks a little bit like Tom Berenger, right? Yeah. If Tom Berenger b- grew up in like rural Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Like I, I saw him in like two or like two or three movies. Like, oh, it's that guy again. Like, oh, I don't know his name, but it's that guy. So he, I would hope he'd be on the that guy list. <laughs> the that guy list. He's got a serious drawl too, doesn't he? Yeah. You know about that dude? Uh, no, no, not him. But oh. that's also another that guy. Okay, I was looking at James Gammon. He's mm. been in a ton of stuff. Anyway, oh, that guy. I don't have a laptop in front of me, <laughs> so otherwise I would look it up right now. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Renee Russo is in Major League. Oh, yeah. She's Corbin Burnson's wife, right? Yeah. Man, Renee Russo's hot, dude. She's born in 54. 
Did you see the photos of Helen Mirren that came out recently? Oh, yeah, Helen, in the bikini? 66-year-old <laughs> in bikini is still, like... So like then just walked up and kicked Carrie right in the balls. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hold your breath. <laughs> she looked. Uh, she looked great. Yeah, she looked really great. Hope I look that good at sixty six in a bikini, dude. I, you won't. No. <laughs> you will not. You don't <laughs> look that good now in a bikini. <laughs> Please make put, make a photo of that for the link dump. No. Jack in a bikini. That'd Jesus be the greatest Christ. thing ever. But no, uh, no, that would not be the greatest thing ever. Man, I read recently that uh, Christy Brinkley's almost sixty years old. Wow, and she looks fucking good, dude. She looks really good. Someone, someone else uh, posted on uh, Reddit, they go, look at this lady, can you believe she's in her 50s or, or approaching 50? And everyone's like, wow, she's hot. It's like nobody recognized it was Cindy Crawford. How do you get to the point where you don't recognize Cindy Crawford? Well, maybe people don't watch her Rooms to Go commercials. I <laughs> yeah. mean, what's she been in, you know? Well, I, I she's, don't know. She, she's not really relevant anymore. Is she, she's not in Pepsi commercials anymore. This isn't the early 90s. Well, I know, but it's like still, I, w- I would recognize Marilyn Monroe. I would recognize, you know... Bridget Bardot, mm-hmm. I would recognize, you know, maybe. I guess there's some people I wouldn't recognize. Like, mm-hmm. I, w- I might not recognize Mae West if I saw a photo of her. I think, like, those people had more prolific careers, if that makes sense. Like, what's, what's Cindy Crawford known for? Like, House of Style and that damn Pepsi commercial in the Super Bowl? Well, she was, like, the hottest person in the 80s, Yeah, she, right? she was a supermodel. Right, but none of that stuff stays. Like, there's no way to consume that anymore. Like, at least Marilyn Monroe and Brigitte Bardot, you could watch their movies still. She was in that. I never saw she a was, Marilyn Monroe movie until I was like twenty five. <laughs> what, what was that movie she was in with one of the Baldwin brothers? It was like Cindy Crawford and Damn. What was that? Uh, not hard. Not hard target. Um, I want to say the Assassins, but that's not right either. It's two words like something fire. We're we playing charades. Um, <laughs> yes, Carrie, we're playing charades right now. Carrie, do you know who Cindy Crawford is? Yeah. Who's Cindy Crawford? The Pepsi commercial. No, that's what I said. Ripping off what he said there. No, I'm mean, all right. Cindy Crawford was in the 90s. That was me. Your Shape Body Workout. Nice. Uh, yikes! I have to go back pretty far away to see that. What's she known for? It was like the 90s, I think. She doesn't even have that section. Like what she's known for on her thing here. I mean, God, there's not much in here. That's why I said the Pepsi commercial. That's- uh, the Simeon line. Fair, fair game. Fair game. That's it. That's it. Fair game. Oh, that's fair what, game. There it is. She played Kate McQueen. I'm going I'm to tell you something right He's now. He's a cop on the edge. She's a woman with a dangerous secret. Who is and that? now they're both dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's in that? It's, uh, is it Billy Baldwin? William, yeah. William, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah there was, he there plays was some... Detective Max Kirkpatrick. <laughs> That's a great name, dude. There was a, we were talking about the Double Dragon movie a couple of days ago. I forget who I was talking to. I think Brandon I was talking to about that. And it's uh, Mark Dacascos and Robert Patrick and... Uh, one of the dudes from some other TV show is the other brother. Uh, not Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf, yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like Mark Costco. Party of Five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mark Costco went on to host uh, Iron Chef America. And uh, yeah, how did you remember Mark Costcos but not Scott Wolf? He um he also did this movie called like I think Shadow of the Wolf or something like that or Shadow of the. I, I, it's some really badass like French action movie. Badass. And um, I remember like I saw it like Ain't It Cool showed it to me forever ago and I thought it was really really cool. Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood of the Wolf. I've, I've seen that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's French. Yeah, that was, that was a movie that had shitloads of slow motion in it. Yeah, yeah it did. It had, uh, yeah. There's a really great shot where it's like it's a crossfade. It's like a woman laying on her back and it crossfades in the mountains. And you have to imagine that in your head, Carrie. I know you're not 21 yet, but yeah. it's the boobs. Because I wouldn't know. The, the yeah, boobs okay. around. Thank you. So, anyway, that's, that's, a, that's one of those movies you check out. You, like, impress your friends that you have a French action movie. 
对。I can't believe that movie's so long. It's two hours and twenty two minutes long. Jesus, <laughs> what is Brotherhood of the Wolf? Yeah, well, it's like three hundred. Where if you just took out all the slow motion, it would probably be like forty five minutes. Has anyone ever done that? Like like sped up three hundred to real time? That'd be funny. That's, like, a good, that's a good even, question. Even that, even that one shot, that one really, really long shot where it punches out and punches back in and, yep. you know, different levels. Like, just do that in real speed and see what it looks like. Constantly vary the frame rate. Yeah. See it. Might look like the moon landing. That was fake too, right? What, now, <laughs> what's, the, all the, green what's the moon landing footage? If you double the speed or half the speed? It's, it's, you double the speed, it looks the normal, like guys just jumping around in the studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Myth- Mythbusters did a whole episode on that, like all mm-hmm. the different moon landing myths and stuff. And like, there's a fo- apparently there's a photo where like a rock has the wrong shadow on it, and like everyone uses that. And then they were actually able to replicate it, you know, using one source of light, which would have been the sun, and you know, were able to like pile up rocks in such a way that it made the same shadow. So, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the theory there? I mean, uh, you know, they didn't have computer generated stuff back in the late 60s when they're landing on the moon. It's like models and stuff. Why, why, but why would a model have a fake shadow? I mean, it still has well, a no, shadow. They're saying they're, they're saying a different light source. They're saying yeah. like, an ex, like a, another light source accidentally yeah. popped Like when the they frame. lit the miniature, it oh. would have been bad. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Oh, is that is that real speed? Yeah. So, so someone already did it? Uh, they did a scene. It's not done very that's well. That's the scene I was that's talking the, about. That's the exact shot he was talking about. Even then, that still looked a little bit slow, too. Yeah. This looks cool, though. See, anyway, well, that, that'll be in the link. Yeah, okay, cool. It's uh, well, that's, that's the thing. Is like it already exists, so we should remake that video now that it already exists. Yeah, but <laughs> right, man. Speaking of internet stuff, have you guys been reading up on the whole uh, ocean marketing with two T's yes. thing? Do you want to talk about it's, that? It's impossible to to not have read up on that. God damn, that, that was a fun ride to watch. So Anybody want to someone's got to explain explain yeah, yeah. start at the beginning. Essentially, someone pre-ordered. An Avenger controller. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is an Avenger controller? First of all, it it's it looks like a squid. Yeah, it's a device that goes over the controller. Yeah, that makes it so people who can't don't have very good control of their hands can actually play an Xbox game or a PlayStation, it, right? Or I, th- I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I guess this person had ordered it, and they it hadn't shipped in the time frame it was supposed to. They had emailed asking about it, and they, I guess it still hadn't shipped, and he was kind of upset because now when people order it, they would get a discount and pay less than he paid, and he still hadn't received his. And, and he wouldn't get his any sooner. Right. Yeah. So he got, a, he got a very flippant response from someone who works at the marketing company for this controller. And uh, the customer ended up forwarding it on. For some reason, I think he CC'd Gabe from Penny Arcade. No, it was okay. It was, there was a back and forth, and the guy got increasingly kind of annoying and like frustrated, and they started basically bickering back and forth. And then eventually, the marketing guy name-dropped Kotaku, IGN, Penny Arcade, a whole bunch of different websites. And so this guy, the kid responded and CC'd like, tips at Kotaku and, and Mike at Penny Arcade, a whole bunch of different All the people, people. he name-dropped? Yeah, he, he CC'd him, let, let them know, essentially, this guy is name-dropping you. And so then Mike got into the fray. And then everything blew up from there. And so basically Mike essentially said, if you guys are going to PAX, you no longer have a booth. The guy said, you don't know who I am. I know the mayor of Boston. <laughs> and, like, I know, I know the guy who runs PAX. You can't kick me out. And meanwhile, he's talking to one of the co-founders, Penny Arcade. And, and so Mike uh, took it upon himself to post the entire email thread on Penny Arcade. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of exploded from there. And so I love that the guy's Twitter handle was Ocean Marketing misspelled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I guess because of all the trouble he got into... He changed it to Ocean Strategy, also misspelled. Also misspelled. Really? Yeah. yeah. Strategy. I th- this, <laughs> this all sounds like brilliant marketing to me, honestly. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like the beginning of a, like an ARG or something like well, that. Well, we, yeah, we did start off this conversation by I had to explain what the Avenger controller is. Yeah. You know, and I, so. I had not heard of it before all this mess. 
But um, anyway, it was pretty interesting, and pretty much every single person he name-dropped came out and said, this guy's an asshole, and we don't mm-hmm. want to deal with him ever. I don't know if you saw, there was a story on Kotaku yesterday where I guess they decided to type his email address into Google to see what would come oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had posts on, like, steroid user forums talking about how much steroids he'd done and, like, his Jesus. mix and whatnot. And they were like, maybe he's just suffering from roid rage. <laughs> yeah. who, did, who did that? Kotaku. Wow, did yeah. they really? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty fucking stupid to do that. And they printed that? Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's a Google search. I yeah. guess. Well, they're speculating that it's roid rage? Well, they, they alluded they to that. They just posted what Allegedly. he posted. It was just a copy and paste from the forum. Let, okay, I listen. I mean, it was it was the guy was it, clearly in over his head, especially with Mike. Um, that that happens from time to time. <laughs> but uh, I, there's always been something about the internet which I've never really understood, which is that mob mentality that mm-hmm. just a fervor that gets whipped up. Okay, that's great. I mean, it's enough. Get this guy. This guy got fired from Oceanside Marketing or whatever. Lost her contract with the Avenger. That totally makes sense. He did a bad PR thing. But man, the internet, unlike anywhere else in the world has the ability to pile on. It almost turns into, like, an elementary school playground sometimes. I mean, we have people on Twitter saying, you know, talking to us, saying, what's your opinion of this? What do you think? I said, I think a guy is, is a shitty manufacturer of a, of a video no, game PR, controller. No, PR, PR. Whatever. Shitty, shitty PR for a video game controller. That's what I think about it. You know, this stuff goes on all the time. Guess what? Don't buy from the guy. But, like, going through and, like, doing searches on the guy and putting and printing out, like, his steroid ro- roid rage on the front page of Kotaku, that's not... Who... What, who cares? Well, I mean, that it seems dumb to me. So eventually the guy came out and he apologized, or he tried to apologize. He did, like, the backhand apology thing. Like, I was just, you know, I was real busy, and I've had hundreds of emails, and it's really tough, blah, blah, blah. And um, and Mike, on, from Pitting Arcade, got an email from basically this guy apologizing. And Mike pretty much came back and said, look, I was bullied throughout, you know, all like all of my childhood bounced around, and so anytime I can get back at a bully, I go full force. And he essentially said he would, like, he would burn down his own website if he knew he could catch the guy in the flames. Like so, he's very anti-bully, and so he said something weird though. He said that he realized he was the bully in this situation now. Oh, yeah. did he really say that? Yeah. Uh, no, look, I, I see it that way. I like him a lot, but I mean, there's there's times when you don't realize it, but you're you're the bully. Yeah. I mean, it's like okay, I you know I get it. I mean, the guys, the guy made a bad business move and he did a terrible thing, but it's like at some point it's like okay, that's that is unto itself enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like the old phrase, an eye for an eye. That's not like if you poke your eye out. You have to poke the other guy's eye out. That's not what that means. That means the the punishment for what you do is supposed to be like a metering of justice. In other words, that like, okay, you lost your eye. We're not going to cut off the guy's head. We're going to we're going to poke out the guy's eye. I mean, that's like it's an eye for an eye. It's supposed yeah. to be even. You don't go beyond up above and beyond. And this thing, it's the same thing with. I've never understood this, and I know I'm not. This the, both neither of these uh, sentiments that I'm making here are going to be popular. I have never understood the internet's obsession with the Church of Scientology. I've never <laughs> fucking understood it. And it's like even Anonymous, who everyone seems to love on the internet, started to basically yeah. harass the, the Church of Scientology. It's like, I don't – okay, it's enough to say it's stupid if you don't like the Scientology. They worship weird things or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's enough. I mean it's like what, what, what is the deal with taking down the Church of Scientology? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, stuff they put up, it's like – and everyone just accepts these – it's totally okay to harass these people or whatever, to go after them. It's like, well, they worship stupid stuff or they do this or take money from people. It's like that's fucking every single religion. I don't see yeah, the difference. I, mean, so, well, I, I kind of agree with you there. It's like I've always felt that – yeah, I think it's dumb. I don't agree with it. But I feel like it falls into freedom of religion, which I think is one of the fundamental things that we're guaranteed in this country. You think what does? Scientology is falls under freedom of religion. Oh, it falls it, under it. Okay. Yeah, if yeah. people want to believe in that, fine. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, 
It's well, so, I mean, all religions well, have horror stories attached to them too. If you really get into it, what are the know? horror stories of Scientology though? They killing people? Yeah, or? like there's stuff like that where apparently they have like like the most recent thing that came out was there was some cruise ship and there was some woman essentially she was trapped on this cruise ship for like five years where they wouldn't let her leave the boat. And it was something it had something to do with Scientology. I don't know all of the details behind it, but I mean, I recently remember reading something about that or seeing a headline about that. And so, you see stuff like that. I mean, like you know, you see like the you know, like all the the little boys and the, you know, Catholic priests and all that stuff. It's right, like everyone's got something. So, well, I mean, the Catholic religion, which I am a part of. Yeah. I mean, go back far enough. I mean, it's a lot worse things. Yeah, you get I mean, treat- they're all bad, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get like, you know. Right. Spanish Inquisition, everything. I mean, you go to Crusades, you get some pretty <laughs> horrible stuff in there. But Lots of people dying. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, I just, I react, and probably the same way Mike does, or Gabe from Penny Arcade, is that I react negatively to things like that as well, but I, re- when I watch the mob mentality and I watch the pylon, I have a really strong reaction to that. Because people don't even know they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, you have IGN, Kotaku, Penny Arcade, these are well-established businesses that are stopping their day to pile onto like, well, to an individual. I think I think this is more of a like sort of a warning to other people name dropping them. I, I think they wanted to immediately distance themselves from this guy. Like they saw they saw this guy as negative PR and they and like and this guy's throwing their name around. They're like, no 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 you don't do that to us. And like so everyone is very quick to be like distance our, ourselves away from this guy as much as we can. So I think that might have something to do with it. Okay. Okay. But- also Name dropping. I mean, that's the kind of thing where it's like dropped, you know, you know, as part of like a promotional material, something like that. It, this is a private email chain that was published. Yeah, but he, mean, this guy, this guy was saying, "Oh, you, you know, like you're you're no one. I know the editor at Kotaku. I know the editor at Joystick. I know Kevin Kelly at G4. Like he he was specifically naming people, and so those people then came out and said, "No, no, 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 you don't do that to us." No, absolutely. Which I, I listen. I totally totally defend. They have a right to do that. I mean, somebody's yeah. using your name. You have totally have the right to defend your own name and say, "No, I'm not not involved with this in any yeah. way." But Google searching. Oh, listen, there's a, there's yeah. a line somewhere. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You're not going to go to the guy's house and burn it down. That's right. That's, 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 that's TMZ shit right there. So there is a line somewhere. I think that doing a Google search for the guy's name, I, th- I mean, they're, they're doing that, honestly, in my opinion, they're doing that because he's now an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Kotaku's a gaming site. I mean, that's looking up and pr- publishing things about a, a steroid forum. I, I don't see how that's related to gaming news, except for this weird ancillary thing of like, here's a guy in gaming news who's in a in a fucking tailspin, you know, <laughs> he's in a flat spin trying to pull a jack or whatever this guy's got going on. I don't know. I, I just think I can go too far. And that's the thing about when you get in the mob mentality is you're part of the mob. If somebody in the mob goes too far, you're in the mob. You don't get to you don't get to come out. You yeah. know what I mean? You're along with them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think Kotaku did anything really damaging in any way. Like you said, Gus, it's public information. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they didn't just, go digging through the guy's trash or break into his house. Yeah, you just never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you say digging through trash because that's essentially what they're doing, right? They're trying. They're trying to dig up stuff. What uh, is the What is the purpose of publishing that? What is What is What do you hope to gain from that? It just seems like fanning the flames. What is yeah. exactly? What is the public interest mm-hmm. in in shaming that guy on that level? Mm-hmm. It's It's a slow news period right now. <laughs> so no games coming out. No games coming out. You know. It's after the holidays. Wait, what's the next that, big that, game? that being said, though, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck him anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I just want to make sure we're, we're yeah, clear on yeah, that. Yeah, we are not on this guy's side. No, yeah. I mean, bullying someone who's paid you money, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, God, it's so stupid to do that in this day and age, too, because it seems like as an American consumer or just walking around, 
the worst thing that can happen to somebody is they feel like they're a sucker or they feel like they were taken advantage of. I mean, I see people in, like, lines for coffee that freak the fuck out if they think they're being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. you know? No one wants to be a sucker in America. And, God, if you tell someone they are, like, directly, you better watch the fuck out, dude. God. Suckers. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So let's talk about something happy. Um... You know the uh, the live prude girls are out there asking for Mr. Bernie Burns to join them. I don't oh know yeah, yeah, that. yeah! I'm Which, definitely going to do that. You should, oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going. I have to go to L.A. Uh, mid January as part of these trips. So yeah, yeah they they want to they want listen. Are I, they they film out in L.A. You talk about fanning flames. I might fan my own flames here. You know, <laughs> their interviews are not nice and kind. No. I mean it is it is pretty brutal. So I might be subjecting myself to. You know, awkwardness with very pretty girls. Yeah. I don't want to know if I want those kind it, of flashbacks. It's, it's like junior high all over again. Exactly <laughs> right. That's cool. Exactly right. You're kicking the balls and doing interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me give you interview. Hold my breath. Let me give you some advice from middle school, Gus. Don't ever look him in the eye. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, you look, look at my own feet. It's like it's like dealing with a wild animal, like with a bear. <laughs> don't challenge. But Bernie says he can beat a bear. He can fight a bear. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, oh no, wait. You changed your tune. No, the wolves. Right? Yeah, oh, no. Right. After I watched The Grey, that Liam Neeson movie, I would not fight a wolf. That's coming out in January, right? A wolf. Yeah. Okay. Jack sent me a video. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> earlier today, I guess uh, it's a video of some animal control officers removing a 13-foot Burmese python from someone's pool in their backyard. And Joel is suspiciously on vacation at the same time. Yes. Where was it? Uh, I think it was in Florida, if I recall. So it was like a neighborhood pool? I no, think it was, like someone, someone's, someone's backyard, backyard pool. Yeah. Jesus. I saw that and immediately emailed it to Gus and, and Joel. <laughs> I see Joel on it. You know, that is public information, right? Because they had a call to mm-hmm. a residence. You should be able to find the address of the residence, right? Right? Um, probably. Why don't we send them a RTA t-shirt? Are we doing a snake t-shirt? Um, I don't know which ones we ended up going with. We, we got, have a couple, couple of works. the animated adventures uh, making their way to T-shirts, which yeah. Jack is very happy about. I'm a super excited about what the RTAA T-shirt. You kept saying you were going to buy one for sure. Was that you? No, he, no. he was talking about the other one that's not out. No, yet. yeah, I was talking about the the Gus one. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, is that one still not out? No. Okay, yeah, we haven't released that one. No, Gus is his upcoming. They're, they're, I think it's next week. The Gus shirt is amazing. It's I'm pretty cool. Super super excited for that one. We, we better be because we've been fucking. This is the third podcast in a row we're hyping it. I know, and Brandon's always like, oh, hype up our store, hype up the store. Here we are trying to hype up the store, and it's not even out yet. Way to go, Brandon. Oh, okay. Now yeah, you know what you're about. talking about. No, I just figured it out, yeah. <laughs> you were oh, there. I know. <laughs> we, we, something funny happened on that show. We'd like to welcome Carrie to the podcast today. <laughs> hey, Carrie, how you doing? We, uh, I got here early. Hey, Carrie, you should go to Vegas. We went to the, when we, when we filmed that, uh, that, that short, we went out to the empty lot, you know, down the street here, and <laughs> the whole way out there, Chris kept talking about his fucking pants. <laughs> He's like... like I just bought these pants. They're brand new. I don't want to get them dirty. And he like, you went through this whole ordeal. So it, well, the other thing too, it just rained. It just finished raining. We're going onto a field that is cu- full of mud. It's just covered in mud. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to. No? Yeah, yeah. So it. as a result of this, he starts rolling up his pant legs. It's like this whole ordeal. We're all standing outside waiting for Chris to roll his fucking pant legs up. He's like, these are my new pants. I can't get them dirty. So we get out there and we're shooting and uh, Chris needs to be an extra in the background. He's like, okay, I'm just going to put these other like dirty cargo pants on over my, my new pants. That way it looks good for the short. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, these pants aren't distressed enough. They should have some holes in them. Oh, no. He's like, here, let me cut a hole in my pants. So he gets a knife and sticks it into his pants <laughs> and cuts right through the, the, the prop pants and his brand new pants. <laughs> oh, and his leg? No, not his no. leg, though. And cuts, like, this giant gash through. And he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to wear my pants. Like, and it was just, like, so serendipitous because he had been talking about those fucking pants forever. We all just started laughing at him. Oh, that's great. Like, the first time he ever wore them, he fucking took a knife to him and just slashed them up. God, what an idiot. 
Wait, we asked him like why he didn't take the pants off, and he's like, I forgot I was wearing the other pants. <laughs> he forgot <laughs> he was wearing two pants. What was the amount of time between that? Like ten minutes, fifteen minutes? Yeah, something yeah. like that. It wasn't very long at all. That's awesome. We were just talking about a weird serendipitous moment that we had about a year and a half ago. Uh, but just recently, we went down for our holiday dinner. We went down to Kreitz's and... No, we went to Smitty's. Smitty's. Well, some of us went to Kreitz's. Well, oh, other yeah. people couldn't make the tour. Carrie? It was delicious. It was. We went to we went to Kreitz's to get our uh, ice cream sandwiches afterwards. Gotta have an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. But down in Lockhart, Texas, which is about uh, 40 minutes south of here. Southeast, yeah. Southeast. Thank, thank you, Jack, for correcting <laughs> me. Lockhart is... It's um, the opposite direction of Lake Travis. It's, it's a lake, not a lake. river. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. It's neither a lock nor a heart. And so it's got some of the best barbecue in all of Texas there. Fuck and you. We go down there. <laughs> we go down there whenever we have like a special occasion or something like that. So we went down for the Rooster Teeth 2011 holiday dinner. We did. And uh, I was reminded of the time that Brandon went to work for us. Uh, I guess it was here at the new building. So when we all arrived here, Brandon went through his Brandon 2.0 phase. And he would only eat things that he cooked on the George Foreman grill. And one day I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm so sick, sick of hearing about the goddamn George Foreman grill. So I said, look, we're going to go down to uh, Lockhart for the first time to take Brandon, and you're going to love this barbecue. It's great. He goes, no, no, no. I'm only – I got a policy. I only eat stuff on the George Foreman grill. I was like, shut the fuck up about the George Foreman grill. He talked about the goddamn George Foreman All grill the, time. the entire way down there, and he said nothing down there is going to compare to what George Foreman can do. I said, I, I, you'll like it. Trust this me. This is just reinforcing the fact this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, pretty much. He's comparing world-class barbecue to something he cooked on the George Foreman grill. So we're arguing about the George Foreman grill in the parking lot. Come in, open the doors. Fucking George Foreman is standing there. <laughs> George Foreman, former heavyweight champion of the world. We're arguing about his goddamn grill the entire way down, and George Foreman is standing right there. I thought it was. I thought at first it was a elaborate joke on me, and then Brandon thought I arranged it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like I called up the champs PR yeah. people and said, "Hey, I got this guy. Won't shut the fuck up my grill." <laughs> I should, we should have had George Foreman like cook Brandon's food. That would have been like, <laughs> the perfect moment. So that was, just, that was one of the weirdest things. Yeah, of all that, time. that was very surreal. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah, God, that's uh, that's they've got Mexican Wolverine down there, Mexican Elvis, Mexican Elvis. Yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't let George Foreman touch the pit. No, no, not at all, man. That guy's awesome. It's the guy who runs the pit at Kreitz's Market down in Lockhart, and he looks. Jack's right. He looks like Mexican Wolverine. Yeah, Mexican Elvis. I'm sure you can, you can find a photo of him. I'm sure. If you Have you seen there's photos of him on the wall, like? At Kreitz's, there's like old newspaper clippings. Yeah, they have like uh, a plaque dedicated to him. Yeah, and yeah. there's like old pictures of him from years ago. He looks exactly the same. He's like, he's like Dick Clark of, of barbecue. He's, he's been cured by the smoke. He's like well, well preserved. Yeah. Like, he's like Gene Porter. There's something <laughs> to that. If you run a if you run a barbecue place, then uh, you stay alive forever. I know. Yeah. I guess that may not. Then, <laughs> then, then you don't. <laughs> then, you, then you stop being alive. How old is Dick Clark? He's like in his 90s now, right? Like uh, I don't know. Like he, they man, they they brought him in for the the countdown the last few years, and it's always sad because like he can't keep time anymore. Oh, oh. I thought you meant because he's working with Ryan Seacrest. No, no, like <laughs> no, I, I respect Ryan Seacrest. Like that guy is a hard worker, dude. I I have to admit, I like the guy too. Like yeah. he like weirdly chose a career that didn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Like he chose the Dick Clark path when that those old like fifties announcers guys they don't exist anymore. But now Ryan Seacrest is that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, Dick Clark is 82, by the way. That's it? Mm-hmm. I would have sworn he was older than that. Man, he was on American... How old was he when he was on American Bandstand in the 60s? He was born in 29. I guess that's pretty yeah. fucking old. Yeah, I guess so. I think, yeah. what, William Shatner is 80, right? So about the same age. Really? Yeah. And Man. I think Betty White turns 90 in January. Yeah. Man, they showed... Uh, somebody posted a picture of Betty White in her heyday. Mm-hmm. She was quite the dish, I have to say. Back in what? the aughts. 
<laughs> I don't know when that would have been. Yeah, back in the early teens. Back when Lake Travis was just a river. <laughs> was, she, was, she, was she wearing a swim cap and those like <laughs> those full like legging swimsuits? Yeah, painted on the side of a bomber or something. Man, <laughs> yeah, Dick, I mean, man, that's kind of, it's kind of shocking. So Dick Clark and Shatner are almost the same age. Mm-hmm. Shatner would, is like a year or two younger. Man, like Dick Clark went from like looking like he was fifty to looking like he was like two hundred over the course of a, a few months. Yeah, stroke. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had yeah. a stroke. Oh, okay. That'll do it. That'll do it. That or he's, he's hosting an Asian news show or something. Where <laughs> he's president. Hmm? You age. Never mind. You age instantly when yeah. you're president. Thank you. Okay. You, you, it's something we've talked about, but Carrie said one one word. <laughs> president. <laughs> <laughs> always, a, always a joy. He does the uh, subtle callback. President. Podcast 42. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the baby put his hand in President Obama's mouth? Yeah, well, that photo was funny. Yeah, it was pretty great. So it was some news thing. Like he was in Hawaii for Christmas, and they were they were went to a local restaurant or something, and he was taking photos of a bunch of people. And some baby put his, put his put her hand right in his mouth. That's so. Cool. Then, then, then the Secret Service beat the shit out of that baby. <laughs> they took it in the back room. They took it to Guantanamo. <laughs> Who are you working for? That baby's got a burlap sack over its head now. Got the attack dogs like barking at it. I love too because the dad is like looking at the camera. Yeah, it's completely and oblivious. The mom is like like reaching for the hand, trying to pull it out of above his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got kids, man. He knows. Oh yeah. Just think, like, like Obama's gonna come down with croup or something, <laughs> and, now, and now the free world will grind to a halt. <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've ever met? Like, have you ever met a U.S. president? Like, shook hands, or like, what? What do you mean by meet? Like, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Let's just say you've seen in person. Seen in person. I've seen Steven Spielberg in person. Yeah. Actually, Actually you know what? I I, I was at. When uh, so in the 2000 election, when they had that whole debacle where they didn't really have a candidate, they didn't have a winner until like the next day or until a few, month. A, a few, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was downtown at the Capitol here in Austin, um, when, where Bush was essentially, where they had, they had blocked off all of Congress and he was on stage and everything. So I, w- I was there for that because my uncle, he's he's big in the like he knows a lot of people in the Texas government. So he he got an invite and he really? asked, he asked my dad and, and does he know the mayor of Austin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he knows emails, people tell him to fuck off. Wait for the controller. <laughs> so anyway, I was there for that. So if you're saying look, like literally see someone, that's probably the biggest person I've seen. Yeah, in person. I've never seen a president. Yeah, yeah. No. Haven't you? No, I wasn't. I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there. Mm-mm. We saw no. a president. We saw George Bush Senior. George H. Uh, w. Bush. George while while H- he was president, or no, after he was president. Okay. It was like you saw him like the day before there was that accident with his plane. Oh yeah. Yeah. The day before, the day after, like he wasn't on the plane, but the plane that was supposed to fly him crashed. You final destination, you know him. <laughs> Listen, I just, I went, I just went, oh yeah, like I remember that. I have no idea what he's talking about. No, I just like, I it was some like attachment to a U.S. president that I wanted to like. Yeah, let's talk about that. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I just was feeling self-important for a moment there. I don't give a shit about the presidents. <laughs> the presidents point trouble. Fucker, fucker went to Fogo de Chao. Yeah, which is a Brazilian restaurant that costs like sixty bucks a person to go Great into, place. and uh, there was probably sixty like entourage and Secret Service agents with him. They were all eating there. That's kind of shitty. Yeah. So you carry now. You can appreciate that, can't you? Yeah. Because you're paying for that with your tax dollars, America. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the private jet crashed in Texas on its way to pick up former President George H. W. Bush, killing all three people on board. It was wow. a, gu- a Gulf Stream. That went down in Houston. Really? Mm-hmm. L- l- that let was- me tell you something. 
Now, Breaking Bad has ruined shit like that for me. Because now it makes me think that somebody brought that plane down. <laughs> it's like Breaking Bad, all these like conspiracies and schemes against all these people. Even when I watch like normal people having a conversation in like a Starbucks or something, I'm now like thinking they're talking about something <laughs> really nefarious. You know, because they look like such normal people. That's, I, I was actually thinking about that last night. This is sort of semi on the same point. So I was playing uh, Star Wars last night, and I realized, like, in this one, I, I literally had a conversation in the game where, like, this guy was giving me a quest, and we're in the middle of like this, in like this space station, and it's like people just running by, and here we are talking about like overthrowing like this entire planet, and we're just like having this conversation out loud in the middle, of, like all these people walking around and stuff, like, yeah, like, oh yeah, let's go ahead, and all I got to do is you know usurp the government, and you know, do that, take this, steal some money, and you'll be fine. And it's like. We're just talking out loud. <laughs> like, no one, no one's within earshot. Yeah, no one's within earshot of that. It's like, oh, wait, hey. They don't want to do the animation where it's like, hey, come over here. Come here. You know, um, it, it's funny that you say that about Breaking Bad. Uh, I read an interview with the creator who said that he had always viewed Breaking Bad as like an experiment to try to turn a Mr. Chips type character into Scarface. Really? And to see if that was possible to do that. You know, I have to say that they kind of paced that oddly because. At the end of season one, he was like a crazy badass, but then they had to kind of back off of it a little bit. Like, uh, then they introduced the character Gus. Like, you remember at the end of season one when he went into the mob boss's yeah. mm-hmm. place with a, a chemical that he had made, you know? That was that was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy scene. I like the way they that, that episode runs too because it starts with the with the like the craziness at the end and they, they do yeah. that they do that a lot with that show where you see one thing and then it just cuts and then starts yeah. and tells its story how you get, get there. back to it yeah. yeah it was also the episode in which he shaved his head so it was really crazy transformation mm-hmm. dude there, there's one of the one of the final scenes in an, in an episode this season season four where he's under the house laughing yeah holy shit <laughs> like watching that transformation from you know like i can relate man dude <laughs> i can relate dude that was a, that, that was one of those shots where it's like oh lost it yeah i can relate <laughs> i can relate to that totally i mean did you ever reach that like you reach a point where it's like things are so fucked up i mean just so fucked up and you're like i can't do a goddamn thing about this yeah. so i guess i might as well enjoy it you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. it just like loses it. like this is fucking out of control it's happened to me a couple of times in front of my wife and she'll be like why are you laughing what's going on like like and you can't explain it it's just like there's nothing you can do right yeah. now it's like, i gotta go to one end of the spectrum so we're either just gonna realize how ridiculous this is and just just say okay this is life and it's crazy or let's start killing motherfuckers i mean it's like you, you really only have one or two choices sometimes you really do it's crazy Man, i mean it's a like show i mean it's like really as a guy not to sound like a typical guy but i'm not just gonna start break down and fucking start bawling you know in the middle of you know something like that i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it would take to get me to start like just like hysterically lose it and start bawling a pixar movie <laughs> uh, yeah, if my life fell apart, my wife gave. Well, I can't say what he did to what happened in the in the show. But if all this stuff happened to him, and he was also watching the first fifteen minutes of Up, yes, <laughs> then then yeah, that would make sense. The end of Toy Story three. Yes. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the balloons. <laughs> She's got the pin. <laughs> God damn Pixar. Fuck them. Man. Fuck them. Pixar had their first misstep this year with Cars 2, man. Dude, yeah. that think movie the other- has made so much money, you clearly do not have any children around you. No. Because that movie has made so much fucking money. Really? God damn. Yes. Well, it's, 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 I guarantee you it's not going to make an Oscar. No. It's, no. it's the first Pixar movie I've just had no 
like urge to go see at all. Like every single Pixar movie outside of this. Oh, one. you should definitely. I mean, for you know, as far as criticism goes, you should go watch it to es- firmly establish the bottom of the barrel for really? Pixar. I mean, it does. Yeah, it, it was really the first does. movie they did that got less than a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, they got like a thirty. It's, I think. It made one hundred ninety-one million dollars. What did it make overseas? I'm pulling that up. What did it make on DVD? One ninety-one domestic, three hundred sixty-four and five hundred fifty-one million dollars worldwide. Wow. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're laughing all the way to the bank about their fucking Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what is up? I mean, I, I, I guarantee Up is considered more of a failure to them than Cars Two. Think so? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they like it. But it's not, not as marketable as Cars. Okay. Like, there's, I don't think I don't think Up made nearly as much money. They're not gonna have as many plush dolls of uh, Frank. Is that his name? Or? Yeah, well, that was his name. I think Frank. I'd buy one of those. <laughs> you would? Oh, old crotchety man yeah. with the cane and a walker. I can't see what place it ended up in for 2011. I'm trying to find that, but I can't. You know, when the first Cars came out, it was the I think it was the highest grossing movie of the year. I think really, and it was the highest grossing video game on all mm-hmm. three platforms Jeez. that year too. I forget what year that was. Remember, Jeff would know that. It was uh, 06. Was it was it 06? Mm-hmm. Wow, five years ago. Mm-hmm. That would have been before the whole Call of Duty craze. So that that doesn't shock me. What was the big Call of Duty craze? Was it the original Modern Warfare that started it? Um, yeah, it started uh, with Modern yeah. Warfare. Modern Warfare. Call of Duty 2 was pretty big. That was um, that that was like one of the launch titles for the 360. I remember playing the hell out of that game. Yeah, I remember I bought it again on because it was released for the original Xbox. Yeah, and yeah, then but it was Call of Duty the launch was, title for the 360. I can't believe I'm cutting carry off. Sorry, he said two things the entire podcast. <laughs> President, step over him. <laughs> President, podcast number four. Up actually made 293 million dollars domestically. So oh, did, is it better than Cars 2? Mm-hmm. Right. 731 million worldwide. Yeah. I would like to I think the worst one statement that was, I made. I'm going to look up Wally. I think Wally did worse. Really? Yeah. yeah Wally's a great movie. Uh, 223 domestic, 297 foreign, mm. 521 worldwide. Okay, you want to see something crazy? Sure. Look up the motherfucking Smurfs. Mother you will see. Fucking. <laughs> I was going to watch that. Is there, movie. is there a G in there? You will see something crazy on the Smurfs. So did you see uh, the Am Smurfs? I going to be upset about this? Did you see the Smurfs? I did not see the Smurfs. Did you no, see the Smurfs? I did not. Okay. 142 Smurfs. million domestic. Now look at the international for the Smurfs. 419. <laughs> what? <laughs> it made a ton of money overseas. I think we've talked about this before, too. We need an abbreviation for saying, I think we've already talked about this. But um, I was talking about that with Tintin, because now people are seeing Tintin in theaters. Um, and that's one of the movies that I saw at BNAT. My whole thing about Tintin is, okay, that was cool, but that would probably make... Probably double its money if they didn't call it Tintin, if they called it the animated young Indiana Jones adventures, mm-hmm. you know, because it's basically an Indiana Jones movie and a really fucking good one, too. Um, and it puts this guy Tintin, it was French? Is that what? Yeah, it's French, it was a French cartoon. Or you know, French, French comic. I just realized the other day that Tintin's the boy. I thought Tintin was the dog. I, that's, I, 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 I thought the same thing. I too. thought the movie was about the dog and the dog was named Tintin. Yeah. The dog is snowy. Okay. Yeah, you're going to be really insulted if you listen to our podcast from France while we talk about Tintin. Because first of all, fuck you for being French, and secondly, we don't know <laughs> shit about Tintin. I think if I'm, I don't, I don't have it here, but I think Tintin opened overseas before it opened the United States. It was out. It was out before I saw it, and I saw it three weeks before it opened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I went to London back in October for MCM Expo, there were billboards for it everywhere, and uh, I think it, it just opened here this month in December, probably last week. Yeah, it's yeah. It. but have you guys seen it? Anybody? I, I saw no. it. No. Yeah, what do you think? I loved it. I've heard, I've heard fantastic things about the it. The animation in that movie is it's surreal. Like some there, there's like some like the the fluid motion. It's it's like someone's wearing a costume. It looks it looks like the it's the most lifelike animation I've ever seen in my life. Some of the best faces too. Yeah. Yeah. Who plays the who plays the captain in that? 
uh, uh, Haddock. Um, it's got to be somebody famous, right? I don't know. It sounds like Gerard Butler a little bit hmm. when I think back on him. No, I don't know. I, all I know is uh, the only two people I, are, well, I didn't recognize during the movie, but afterwards I realized who it was. It was um, Andy Serkis. Oh, Andy Serkis. Nice. Uh, oh, uh, awesome. Edgar Wright and, or not Edgar Wright, um, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are the Thompson twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, um, but Edgar Wright actually, he co-wrote the movie or something like that. He, he was involved in somehow. And so, yeah, Andy Serkis, man. No, that doesn't shock me at all. He's awesome. Like, the fight on the boat. Are like, you guys big Andy Serkis fans? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I don't. It seems like he's like he works on a bunch of Peter Jackson movies, and I never see him outside of Peter Jackson stuff. He, he was just in that uh, Planet of the Apes remake this year. Yeah, doing the the capture performance. Yeah, mm-hmm. for uh, the the monkey. One of the monkeys was he Caesar. Caesar? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. He was interesting. Caesar. It's really interesting. And then there was I know there's a big debate too that Andy Serkis could be nominated for. Uh, an Oscar for the performance of Caesar, but then there's like a, a whole team of people. Yeah, who are like, I didn't. I mean, I, I wasn't really blown away by the performance either. I wouldn't say it's Oscar caliber. Not that I could pick out of the fucking shithole of movies we had this year. No, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It was. This is 2000. I can't wait to see the ten movies they put up for Best Picture at the Oscars. It'll yeah. be interesting. They man, I'll tell you, if that Gray, if that Liam Neeson movie come out in December, no question, no Which question. Well, they're, they're saying War Horse the is really the good. It comes out in January. Uh, they're saying War Horse is really good. And once again, is it out? Yeah. Once yeah. again, I'm going to say, we should mention the gray. Do not go watch the trailer. Go see the movie, but don't watch the I trailer. I think I'm done watching trailers. Because like the last five movies I've seen, everybody says, don't watch the trailer. What do you think? Did we talk about this before? What is the worst <laughs> spoiler ever shown in a trailer? Ever? Um, um, Pearl Harbor? Yeah, what was the one of that? <laughs> oh, did they bomb? <laughs> yeah. Oops. They ruined the whole second act. Uh, what was it? I think I think you and I talked about this, but I don't think it was on the podcast. It was for Star Wars Episode One. Fuck yes, yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think that's what it. And is. what was the moment they spoiled? It was the dual lightsaber. Why yeah. the fuck would you put that in the trailer? Yeah, that should not have been in the trailer. They, even like that moment where he pulls it out and he's like holding it, and then he pops out the other side. The of The best lightsaber. moment of the movie, easily. In, the best in the moment movie, of the movie, they obviously pace it. Yes. To be like a fantastic moment, like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that at all, but you saw it already probably a million fucking times. Yeah, why did? Why in the world would they do that? The other one was, and you go back and watch it, that, that won't matter to anybody. I guess maybe they didn't think the franchise was going to do that well initially, but the original Mission Impossible trailer, which I think was directed by Brian De Palma or I don't remember. Coppola, one of, the two, one of those two guys, I think it was Brian De Palma. They showed the last stunt in the movie in the trailer. The thing with the helicopter and the tunnel. And yeah. then even the bit at the end, you know, there's always like the big stunt. And there's like, the, oh, we're going to die. Oh, but the train didn't fall over the edge of the cliff. You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And that's the thing with the helicopter blade, like stopping on, on, on like, his right, nose, right yeah. on his nose. They showed that in the fucking trailer. It's in the trailer. I'll never understand that as long as I live. I even saw the movie and I thought, no, the trailer. And I thought, that looks like the last. They look like the last thing in the movie, and I thought, sure enough, when I went and saw the movie, there it is. I got to see the last big flourish <laughs> in the fucking trailer. It makes no sense. Just, but the gray uh, is like that. Like there's a moment yeah. in the movie that you want to see in the movie. You don't want to see it in the goddamn trailer. Spoiler. Yeah. So for, for reference here, I have the Golden Globe nominees for uh, for this year. Well, hit me up. Mm-hmm. Best motion picture drama. I'm gonna hold my breath. The Descendants, <laughs> The Help, Hugo. The Ides of March, Moneyball, and Warhorse. I don't know what you just read. I recognize Hugo. <laughs> the Descendants is that George Clooney movie where he goes to Hawaii. No, his family. They live in Hawaii. Oh, they live in Hawaii? Yeah. And then Moneyball. Yeah. You know Moneyball. Yeah, he goes to Hawaii? What does he do there? 
It's like his wife. <laughs> Baby sticks his in his mouth. No, it's like his wife's cheating on him. It's like his kids tell him that their their mom is cheating on him, and then he goes find. I think it's Matthew Lillard is like yeah, the guy. I think so I haven't seen it, but I've, I've heard good things about. I've it. I've heard good things about it too. Matthew uh, Lillard, uh, really <laughs> interesting. Best motion picture, comedy, or musical? Okay, fifty fifty. The artist, bridesmaids, midnight in Paris, and my week with Marilyn. I kind of want to see that my week with Marilyn. I want to see. Is my week with Marilyn a comedy or a musical? I think it's a comedy. <laughs> I feel embarrassed that I haven't seen fifty fifty. It was a good movie. Apparently, like people it. like that. And now I'm, I'm a Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan. I have yeah. become that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inception really turned turned him for me. I think. Yeah, I watched that Fifty Days of Summer or Five Hundred Days, Days of Summer, which Jack talked about forever, forever and how much he loved it. Right? I went and watched. It, I go. I finally watched that goddamn movie you talk about all the time. He goes, I don't like that movie. He <laughs> literally he said that to what? me. I guarantee you there are tons of podcasts we talk about okay. early on. He talked about I'm sure like, find it. You talked about that podcast, like, or that movie on the podcast, like it was the greatest movie ever made. And you're sitting here right now saying, I don't care. No. All right. I, 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 I was probably like smitten by Zoe Deschanel or something like that. That's probably why I was talking about it so She's much. pretty cute. She's I super cute. That. Well, we're replacing you with Ryan. That's it. I can't take this. <laughs> At least Ryan is consistent. Right, well, can we replace him with Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's I'm get fine her, with that. her and uh, Mila Kunis in here. There we go. See, that's the third week in a row. We dropped her name. Mila It's going to work. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this shit up. Oh, no, no, no. We had to talk No, no, no. You took a nap. We started late. Yeah. I got to go put this shit out. I got to put the animated adventures up. Uh, okay, this, this is the last t- podcast t- of the year, year, by the way. This is the last podcast of the year. So let's uh, talk about 2011. Okay, 2011. Are you, was 2011 a good year or bad year? Um, I don't think 2011 will go down in the good column. Okay. So you're happy, you're happy it's going away. Fuck it. There you go. 2012, here we come. Suck it. What about you? Great. Great, Great year for Season you? Season nine. Yeah, you had a good awesome. time? Yes. That's, that might get you to Vegas before you're 21. <laughs> working on season nine, Carrie. Why don't you tell us what you did on season nine, so people know what you, everything you do around here. Um, I helped you do all the machinima. Yes, so the t- uh, helped is an understatement. I mean, you were it was me and you making the machinima yes, together. The, the yes. two of us did the machinima with with some help. All right, well, don't take it too far. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I also did compositing for the animated stuff. A lot of it. A, a good, lot of a good it. bit of it. I have concept art from Carrie too, as well. Up on my wall here, the top yeah. left over there, for one of our. That has new, my name on it. One of our new AI characters. It we does. Should, you, we should get a fridge in here, so you can put it on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like you did good, Carrie. Hey. Like, yeah, like craft art. Uh, I also cut most of the dialogue for the season. Yeah, you you removed yeah. most of the dialogue from the season. You were like, I don't like this Listen, dialogue. Yeah. What, the stages of making red versus blue. One of the phases that will just tear you up as fast as possible is cutting all the voice actors dialogue together <sighs> that is hard that'll, that'll wear you out that's why i feel like i'm 21 already because it took a year off my life because <laughs> you're building the you're basically building the whole movie without seeing the movie yeah. and that's the reference that we use from everybody else and then people come and they go oh, that's too much pause here what's this about <laughs> fucking shut up <laughs> shut up you do it how about you uh this year was up and down for me i think overall i'm pretty neutral like it, it started. It started out okay. Uh, middle is pretty pretty rough, and then the end got pretty good. So I'm just thinking of the neutral planet from Futurama now. The neutral. Planet. Tell my wife I, I said, said hello. Hello, <laughs> man. So man. I would say probably my roughest year ever was 2002, um, no. and this this year definitely rivals it. This was like a year of personal upheaval. Like I, we were talking about the podcast. My dad passed away, and it's like the, the second half of my year was just like. Just a fucking crushing nightmare. Um, but the, in 2002, there was a lot of stuff, same thing, where like, my mom passed away then. And there was uh, my – I had a thing with my kid, one of my kids we needed surgery and all that stuff. So that was like a crazy, crazy year. But it was weird because like after that year, 2002, 2003 was the year we started Rooster Teeth. 
And so it's like weird, like like six months apart from the like the, mm-hmm. like crazy crazy stuff that was going on. It's, it's just crazy how to think how much your life can turn around. You know, yeah, what I mean? guess it helps you keep in perspective how much how quickly things can swing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, like I, I, you know, I moved out to Los Angeles thinking I could never get a job here in Austin, and then I was in there for five months, and you guys called me and said, "Hey, come work for us," and I was like, "Okay," and so I drove back. I mean, that was like something where I thought, you know. I'm essentially resetting my life, and then over a matter of five months, I was like, all right, I'm back, and now I'm doing something I, I absolutely love, and I've been doing it ever since. So. In our defense, we didn't know Ryan at the time. <laughs> Had we known Ryan, I don't know if that would have worked out. So anyway, so yeah, things can change. So as, as, you know, as bad as things might get, there's always a you new know, Give it time, and things can change. Yeah. Um, well, 2012 was looking up for sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that's in the works mm-hmm. for you know, not only us, but people we know. I mean, it's like... No, no one cares about them, though. Hey, did we mention that we were the number eight channel on YouTube? Did we talk about that last week? Um, no, we didn't. Okay, yeah, let's we talk didn't. about that. So so YouTube released uh, some numbers that came out, or released some numbers for the year, uh, for 2011. And uh, non-music-based channels, which would be like Vivo and stuff like that, uh, Rooster Teeth... Very are, important distinction, by the way. Yeah, very, very important. Uh, Rooster Teeth, our, our YouTube channel, was the number eight most viewed channel on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Awesome! That, yeah, to be a top ten YouTube channel, that's that's amazing. So wait, click here to subscribe. A, <laughs> that was a non music list. Yeah, that was. Then why was Lonely Island on it? Uh, no, it's just it's musical artists specifically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I consider them. Yeah. Never mind. Like like I'm talking like their Vivo, sure. you know, stuff like, like that. Like, Universal Music Group. If Lady Gaga wants to bust out a short sometime in the year, then she can qualify for the list. Yeah. But music on YouTube is hard to compete with because yeah. it's just so many repeat views. Yeah. Well, that's also stuff people hit play and then go watch them or go you know to a different website and just let it run in the background. So. We were right below Knowing Orange, which surprised me because I know they don't put out as much as many videos, but their videos get tons and tons of views. Yeah. And then we were right below them; they were number seven, and then right above Lonely Island. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy Samberg and, and Jorma and Keith, you guys suck it. <laughs> suck our big fat number eight cock. <laughs> I was going to say you should, you know, be on one of our shorts sometimes. Nah, like, suck it. We could be. Able, dude, we no, I'm with visit. Jack. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. Let's go, awesome. let's go up to SNL. It'll be I, fun. Can, I can absolutely. No, we're bigger than them. Have them come down here. Let's <laughs> just go up to SNL. No, fuck that. They're smaller. They're number nine. They come here. Okay. I can guarantee you right now that somewhere in the world, Andy Samberg is sitting there, and he said. Who said what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I have a feeling this conversation will never come back to haunt us. Yeah, I have a strong. Feeling. I have a feeling we're about to get Twitter bombed. Or <laughs> <laughs> at Rooster Teeth, once you on their show, we'll have, we'll have Rooster Teeth was name dropping that he said. We'll have to change our Twitter account to Teeth with an E A in it. <laughs> They're releasing The Hobbit as two movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Part. Well, look, they showed the whole trailer and they didn't show Schmog. Smog. Yeah. So I spent uh, we spent two days on the set of The Hobbit when we were down in New Zealand, which was fucking awesome. Uh, and we, one of the people we sat next to was the uh, this really cool lady from Utah who was down there. Utah, and uh, she was the dialect coach. So she had she was coaching all the hobbits on what they sound like, and she was the established like like fantasy dialogue coach, like Lord of the Hobbits, pretty much. Yeah, and so so I said in her presence, I said, "Will Smog the dragon be in the first movie?" And she goes, "Smog." And I was like, what? <laughs> so we spent 20 minutes her teaching me how to say the dragon's name correctly. Oh, really? It is not Smog. It is Smaug. 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 I'm even nervous I'm not saying it right. Okay. Smaug. So, you have to say it properly. Anyway. But, hey, uh, big, look, go back. Big shout out to you guys at Achievement Hunter. You guys are a huge part of that channel doing so well. Thank you. I mean, the crazy thing about being number eight on YouTube, if I can toot our own horn for a moment, is that our main show... That we're known for, RVB, doesn't even go on our YouTube channel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Not go- the new stuff, at least. 
No, not the new stuff. The current season's exclusively on our site. Yeah. And so, I don't know, they haven't put the numbers out, but last year we were number one on Blip. So, if we end up in this close to the same place uh, as last year, if we're number one on Blip, with basically with Red versus Blue and the number eight on YouTube with all of our other content, that's a pretty good place to be in, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you guys have worked really hard, and I'm fucking proud to work here. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. And uh, 2012, we know some of the stuff we have in the works. Yep. And uh, we can't wait to show it to you guys. Angry Birds 2. <laughs> angrier birds yeah, or angry birds even more we do a crossover of Siri and the angry birds meeting together yeah. <laughs> and fighting so anyway well hey happy happy year yeah happy let's year. wrap it up now yeah thank you guys for hanging around in 2011 uh, we look forward to many many podcasts in 2012 we're in fact we're maybe changing up the way we deliver this in 2012 but we'll yeah. be setting that pretty soon we'll see we'll yeah. see Gus will be trying to cut us off at 50 minutes I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna have cut off your last sentence we might be changing cut <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks for listening everyone so Cheers. where are we going to lunch